This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Why does the Bible tell us that without faith it is impossible to please God? Apparently it would seem that God takes our confession and exercise of faith pretty seriously. In this message, The Life-Changing Power of Simple Faith, we'll meet some of the Bible's great faith walkers and clear evidence that they fully understood what God meant by the just shall live by faith. They not only believed God's word, but confessed it, put it into action, and then, by faith, waited patiently for it to come to pass. Understanding that the faith walk was never meant to be a cakewalk, but rather a lifestyle, these mighty men coupled their simple faith with powerful hope, setting their faith in motion and enabling God to do great things in their lives. Here, learn about the five cylinders of faith and the awesomely intimate relationship of faith and hope, so intimate that without hope, faith alone can only be hopeless faith. So Pastor Ray asks, are you a faith walker or merely a faith talker? Remember this, Proverbs chapter 18 says that life and death are in the power of your tongue. Those who love it, those who respect it, those who do right with it will eat good fruit from it. Good things will come out of the fruit of your lips. Now, now, now. You have, to, you have to really watch what you're saying. You, you have to be careful of what's coming out of your mouth. So, so to, to have all the cylinders of faith operating, you have to know it. But you can't just know it. You've got to believe it. But you can't just know it and believe it. You've got to start saying it. You have to start talking it. You have to start releasing it from your lips. If you don't, then that, 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 that cylinder of faith is not operating. So, so now, once we know it, once we believe it, once we say it, the fourth cylinder of faith that we'll talk about for a few minutes today. You ready? Is everybody ready? You have to do it. Everybody say, do it. It's not good enough just knowing it, just believing it, just talking it. I have to do it. Everybody say, do it. You've got to put it into operation in your life. And there's so many people that know it. And there's people that look and say, I believe it. And there are people who say, I'm talking it. But they're not doing it. And if you're not doing it, one of the cylinders of faith ain't firing. And if it ain't firing, it ain't going to work. You have to know it. You have to believe it. You have to say it. But now you have to do it. Somebody say, do it. You got to do it. There you go. Glory. I like it. Come on. Train them young. Do it. Go to, go to the book of James chapter 1. That's right. You do it. You tell them. Train them young. James chapter 1. Well, let's go to verse 21. Therefore, 
lay aside all filthiness and the overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. I remind you that that word save comes from the word salvation, which comes from the Greek word suzo, which has contained within it words like prosper, to do well, to be blessed, to be supremely blessed, to have protection. Those are all the words that are contained within the word save, which means that that's all All of those promises, all of those things are promises that are contained in the salvation that we have come to know and to receive into our lives. So he says, receive with meekness the implanted word. Receive the word, which is able to give you all the benefits of this salvation. Whoa, whoa. But he says in verse 22, he said, but, and let me say it this way. Even though the word is able to give you all the benefits of this salvation package, which you have so freely received from Jesus, from God, he says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. In other words, you can't just be a hearer without being a doer. Somebody say, do it. He goes on to say, if anyone is a hearer of the word, And not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Looks in the mirror and forgets that his hair is a mess. And walks throughout the whole day with a messy head of hair. Because he didn't take the time to really look intently. And to see that there was something that needed to be addressed or changed or fixed. He says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, that would be the word, because the word of God, notice it calls calls the word of God the perfect law of liberty, not the perfect law of bondage. He said, he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues, that doesn't mean just doing it once in a while. You know, I I, I use this illustration before. We have a little saying around here. You give me six months of of your life. And your life will never be the same again. But I didn't mean six months over the next five years. I mean six months concurrently running together in one time, one, you know, one uh, uh, space of time. You give me six months of your life and your life will never again be the same. He who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues consistently putting effort, continues Not stop and go. We have too many stop and go Christians. Do it for a week, off for two. Do it for three weeks, off for one. You know, I'm in for three months, I'm out for six. I mean, you know, that's not going to get you anywhere. This has to be a full-time deal. You heard me say this many times, but I think it bears repeating. And I want you to get it because you need to hear it again. You can't expect to get full-time benefits with part-time work. That's right doesn't work in the natural and doesn't work with the word of God. He says very pointedly, but he who looks into it. In other words, you got to look into this. You got to look into it. And it isn't hard. It's as, as simple as setting some time aside every day, just opening up your Bible and reading a passage or two or three or a chapter and praying, Lord, show me something here. Give me some, give me some word that will give me liberty. Show me a promise. Let it stand out. It means coming to church because listen, you know, every week I do your homework. 
I get all of this information, all of this word, all put down in a con- concise fashion. I spit it out to you. I wonder sometimes what people are doing with this stuff. <laughs> I-, I mean, I'm working my tail off studying and reading and studying and praying and I get it all nicely fit together and I get all these great verses. I get really excited. I come out and I, and I shoot it all out. And I wonder, some people are like, huh, scratching their head, looking around, looking at their watch, <laughs> yawning. I thought, dear Jesus, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> I mean, you, you got to look into it. You got to be a little excited about it. You got to understand that you're holding the book of life here that can bring life to your life, help and strength to your life, that, that this has the potential. If you use your faith and you learn how to use your faith, you can produce any kind of result you want. You can be where you want. You can go where you want. You can have what you want. You can do what you want if you learn how to operate in faith. So it's not good enough just knowing it. It's not good enough just believing it. It's not good enough just saying it. I got to do it. Everybody say, do it. Turn to somebody and say, do it. So, so wait. So he says, looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. Not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. That means a doer of the word. This one, not everyone, but this one, not everyone, but this one, that's why not every Christian is... Don't get ticked off at, at, at somebody. Don't get mad at me if I'm prospering and abounding. I'm doing the work. And as a result of doing the work, I'm getting the blessing. And for some of you that don't want to do the work, I claim your blessing into my life. I will gladly take your blessing into my life. I receive it now. Because anyone who does the work, looking into the word intently and continues, and it means you do it when it's easy, but you also do it when it's not. You do it on good days, but you also do it on bad days. You do it on rainy day, on sunny days, and you do it on rainy days as well. You have to continue to do it. And he who continues in it will be blessed in all that he does. Listen, don't get mad at me. Everything I do just gets blessed. Favor, doors, this, opportunity. Just comes, it comes. The favor that I have experienced in my life is unreal. It's unbelievable. Why? Why? Because I'm somebody special. No, I'm a doer of the work. I'm I'm a person who looks into the law of liberty and I continue in it and I do it and I've done it when it was easy and I've done it when it was hard and I've been through tough times, but I continued to stand upon the word of God. He said, this one is the one who will be blessed in all that he does. So don't get mad at somebody if they're receiving the blessings of God. I don't know. This stuff will work if you will work it. It, it, See, like you get people that say, There are a lot of people that know the Word of God. There are a lot of people that believe the Word of God. There are a lot of people that speak the Word of God. But I I found out that not everyone does the Word of God. Can I I say, yeah, it's like a person saying, and and we're going to use money as a, and and giving as as an example because it really affects all of our lives. So so you you get what the believers say. Uh, he, He tells me, he tells me, I'm believing God for prosperity for increase. I know it's in the word. I know it. 
I've read it. Prosperity is the reward of the righteous. You know, and, and you know, you know the, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, so he's rich for his, your sake, became poor that through his poverty I might become. I, I know it. I know. I believe it. I believe it's for me. I believe prosperity is for me. I believe it. And I'm even speaking it. I'm quoting these scriptures, Pastor. These are the, the scriptures I'm, I'm quoting. And then it stops right there because they don't tithe, they don't give, they're not generous, they're not releasing into the kingdom of God. How is that faith? How is that complete faith? It is incomplete faith. Because you know it, you believe it, you say it, but you don't do. And if you don't do it, you have incomplete faith. That cylinder or piston is not firing in that cylinder. And that's why things are not changing. Because you know it. You really believe it. You even speak it. But you're not doing it. And there's so many instances that I can point to where I've seen people in that condition in that place. It's not good enough just saying I know it. It's not good enough just to say I believe it. It's not good enough to just say, to say it, to speak it. The proof, actually, the proof of your faith is in the doing. Can I get a better amen than that? All right, let's go over, flip over to, we'll finish here in a minute. Go to James uh, chapter two. And let's just look at verse 22. I want everybody to walk in, in all of this uh, blessing. But you've got to do it. You have to do it. You've got to put your faith into operation. Now let's read from verse 14. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but he does not have works? That word works also means actions. Corresponding action is a better way to say it. What, what good is it if he has faith, but he does not have corresponding action? Uh, can faith save him? If a brother or a sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filmed, but do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? If there's no action, if there's no corresponding action, if there's no corresponding action, it doesn't produce anything. It doesn't, it doesn't help anything. Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, or again, a better word would be corresponding action, is dead. Can I read it to you in the Amplify? So also faith, if it does not have works, deeds and actions of obedience to back it up, by itself is destitute of power, inoperative and dead. If you say you have faith, but you don't have the works to back it up, your faith is actually dead. It's not producing. Why? Because it's that cylinder, that, that fourth cylinder that needs to fire. Because you say you know it. You say you believe it. You even talk it, because I've heard you talk it. But I don't see you doing what needs to be done. And, you know, you don't only use this in, in the realm of money. It's like, we're, we're, we're told by the, by, the, by the book that we're supposed to walk in love. Oh, I believe that I, because God is love. We're supposed, and we're supposed to be like our father. So I believe that we're supposed to be doing it. Yep. And, and you're talking it. I believe. Oh, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. You're, you're speaking it. You're saying it. And then the first person that steps on your toes. Oh, dear God, they have wrath to pay because you know it. You believe it. You talk it, but you don't do it. Big difference. The blessing doesn't come from knowing, believing, and saying. The blessing comes from corresponding action. That's what completes your faith. 
Now let's see what it says here. But someone will say, you have faith, verse 18, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son at the altar? Do you see that the faith, that faith was working together with his works? Now listen, listen, and by works, faith was made perfect or complete. So he says that Abraham just didn't have faith. He believed God. He, he, he knew the promise that God, remember, Abraham was 100, Sarah was 90. And God says, you're going to have a baby. Listen, a man who's 100 and a woman who's 90 do not get together and have babies. Other things come out of it, but not babies. Keep each other warm, but they don't make babies. Is everybody with me? This is not possible. But God said, his word said, his word said, you are God. So, so now, now Isaac is born and, and they're blessed and they're rejoicing. And one day God says, okay, now bring him up to the mountain, put him on the altar and offer him back to me. In other words, sacrifice him. Abraham in faith walked up that mountain and was ready and did tie his son to that altar and did take the knife and bring it back and just about to take his life. And God says, that's enough. You have proven your faith to me. Now, the Bible teaches us something about Abraham. Abraham, it says of Abraham, that Abraham did this. He, he knew that even if he had offered his son up, that God could bring his son back from the dead. Talk about faith. And it says, as a result of it, it was a credit to him as righteousness. And thus he becomes the father of faith. But you see, he, he knew, he believed, he even spoke, but it was in the action that it actually proved his faith. Because faith without corresponding action is of no value and it brings no results. That's why I as a pastor stand on my head and spit cotton trying to get you to do the word instead of just sitting there listening to it and saying, well, that was really good. I, that really felt good. Walk out the door and do nothing with what you have heard. And you wonder why week in and week out, nothing ever changes in your life. Because you can't just be a knower of the word. You can't just be a believer of the word. You can't just be a talker of the word. You have to be a doer of the word. Amen. We know that we're supposed to... We know we're supposed to forgive. That's what the word says. That's what the man says. That's what the book says. We're supposed to forgive. We know it. We believe it. We even say it. But then when someone crosses us the wrong way, oh my God, forget about it. I have a hissy fit and I am in, in I, 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 I'm, my nose is out of joint and I am, I'm done. I'm never going to talk to that person again. You're supposed to be walking in forgiveness. You can't just know it. You can't just believe it. You can't just say it because the proof and the completion of your faith is in the doing. Everybody say doing. doing. I'll give you one more illustration. I'm a little bit over time today, but are you okay? This is, are you getting something? At, Matt, we got to get this. Got to get this. Quickly. You remember the story of the woman with the issue of blood? She had a flow of blood, a menstrual flow of blood for 12 years. And she spent all her money and went to all the doctors, but grew worse and grew no better. And she had nothing. She was desperate. And she heard, she got knowledge 
that Jesus was healing people. Step one, cylinder one, firing. She got knowledge. I can get help because I hear, I've heard that Jesus, you get near Jesus and you get healed. She started to believe it. She said, if I could get there, I believe that I will be healed if I can get there. She got there and there was such a crowd of people thronging Jesus and around Jesus that she could not get to him. So she said with her mouth, if I only touch the hem of his garment, he doesn't have to touch me. He doesn't have to pray for me. He doesn't have to put his hand on me. All I have to do is touch the very hem of his garment. So she believed, she, she heard, she got knowledge, she believed, and now she starts saying, if I only touch the hem of his garment. Well, there were so many people, she couldn't get to him. So what she does is she gets on her four knees and she starts to push people away and she's crawling under the people's legs and she just gets the very tip of Jesus' yeah. garment. She's doing. She's doing. She's not just saying. She's doing. She's not just believing. She's doing. She doesn't just know. She's doing something with what she has received. She crawls in. She touches the hem of his garment. And bam! It says virtue went into her body. And the bleeding dried up right there at that very moment. And Jesus stops in the crowd. And he says, who touched me? And his disciples look at him and say, what do you mean, Jesus, who touched you? There's thousands of people pressing against. No, somebody touched me. Somebody touched me with faith. Somebody touched me with faith. Somebody touched me with faith. And the woman gets up trembling and shaking because first of all, she wasn't supposed to be in public. Because under the old covenant, under the old law, a, a woman that was having a menstrual cycle or bleeding, or whatever coming, blood coming from that area, they were unclean and they were not supposed, you know what I'm talking about. Come on, we're all adults. You know what I'm talking about. They're, we're all adults. Alright. You know what I'm talking about. She would have been stoned to death. So she comes up trembling because she doesn't know what happened to her. And Jesus who touched me? Touched me with faith. And he turned to the woman and he said to her, daughter, your faith. This healing originated from you because you touched me with your faith. Your faith has been, because you knew, you believed, you said it, and you completed the cycle by putting action to it. And when you touched me, guess what? Virtue came out of you, I came out of me into you, and your faith has made you whole. Oh my God. Oh my God. Let's stand to our feet. Oh my God. Talk about the operation of faith. Talk about how faith works. There it is. And there are multiple stories. We'll get to some other things. We, we got to talk about the last cylinder of faith, but we may go back to this one because this is so good. Uh, did you get something out of this today? Has this helped you? Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors